Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today we're going to be talking about how to improve your relationship with money. Now let's imagine that your relationship with money is like your relationship with a partner, like a lover. Now ask yourself, what does a toxic relationship look like? Now, I feel like we all know this because we've either been in one ourselves or our friends have been in one. Now, I haven't been in one, thankfully, but I have had many, many friends in toxic relationships. And friends, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. (laughs) Now... things that might happen in the relationship, right? They, uh, you are worried that they're not going to come home. They've been out and you don't, you don't know when they're coming back again. You're, you're desperate to have them around. So you get very like, uh, you know, very scrappy about it. You are, you need them one minute and then the next minute you're self-sabotaging and pushing them away. Or maybe, you know, you have a fear that even though, uh, you know, you know that it's toxic, that there's no other good people out there. So you're coming from a place of scarcity and you're scared. So you stay in it. All of these things, right? Make up a toxic relationship, not cute. But what does a healthy one look like, right? Healthy relationship, you trust each other. You know that they're going to be around for you and you don't have to be desperate about their every move. You're excited to see each other. You, they make you feel good. It's total vibes. Now, I know which one I would rather have, and I'm sure you can all agree. We would all want the healthier relationship, right? Now imagine that we are in a relationship with our money. So we want to try and cultivate a positive relationship. And a lot of it is on us and how we show up in that relationship. So I'm going to go through my top five tips to improve your relationship with money right now. So the first one, look at the language that you're using about money. Now, words are so powerful. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Our thoughts and our words are powerful. They end up becoming our lives, right? We have our thoughts and that becomes our words and the language we use. The words that we use create feeling in our body. Like, our brains don't know the difference between what is happening in our brain and what is happening in real life. So when we're using words about a future situation or about a past situation, they can make us feel emotions, even if that thing isn't happening. That's the power of them. What that ends up happening is emotion drives our behavior. So if you're using language that is causing negative emotions like fear and lack and worry and, you know, anxiety, you're going to act and behave from a place of that negative emotion. So, Therefore, our actions 
are happening on repeat, they become our lives, right? That's what our reality is. So that is how our thoughts and our words directly impact our reality. They mean stuff when we say them. So ask yourself, how are you talking about money right now? And does the language that you use about money make you feel good? Now, when you know what your habits are and the language that you use about money, it allows you to make changes to your words and therefore to your actions. Now, it isn't as simple as just going instead of saying, oh my God, I'm so poor, saying, oh my God, I'm so rich. Like, obviously, if it was like that, that'd be amazing. But our our brains are a bit more clever and they have to feel the emotion too. So if you're saying something that feels really, really far away from what we actually feel or or believe to be true, your brain's going to be like, I call bullshit. Like, you don't actually mean what you're saying. So you want to make changes to your language incrementally. So if if you're noticing that your language is really negative and you use words that make you feel like shit and you're always saying things like, I'm so poor, I'm so broke, I'll never have any money, you don't have to change and just be telling yourself in the mirror, like, oh my God, I'm the richest person alive. You just have to go... You just have to make a conscious decision not to use that language and bring yourself like up on it each time you do. And you can hold yourself accountable by telling friends, say, don't say to your friends, don't let me say stuff like this. And then change it to be more neutral and allow yourself to uh, learn. So phrases like I am learning to be better with my money or I am learning how to manage my money or I am working towards my goals. Things that uh, allow you to be in the moment with your behavior and to actually make changes, but that over time will compound and sort of snowball to more positive behaviors. Number two, review your money habits. So asking yourself, what are your habits and behaviors that you do every single day with money? And do they take you closer or further away from the person that you want to be with money? So for example, if you are somebody who never checks your bank account, it makes you too scared, it makes you feel sick, you're like, no, so you avoid looking in it. Is that a behavior of somebody who has a good relationship with their money and feels confident that, you know, their bills are paid on time, they have money for the things that they want. No, it's not. So you can look at the habits and ask yourself how they are helping you become or not become the person that you want to be. Because our life is made up of all of our little daily habits, right? We think it's all the big things that matter, like, you know, when you buy a house or you get married or the job you get. Obviously, these things are important, but it's all the tiny little habits that you do every single day. My life changed when I got good, got good with the habits that I do on a daily basis. I've got this little like habit tracker and I, you know, I try to do a little bit of meditation in the morning, a little bit of stretching, drink two litres of water, like all the, all the, I say standard stuff, but you know, I'm sure that those habits would be on a lot of people's lists, but it wasn't until I genuinely started doing them every day that I could then say, I am that person that does that. Those little habits made such a bigger impact on the wider scheme of my life. And that can be applied to your finances. So it's not about just getting a 20 grand pay rise. It's about saying, am I confident checking my bank account? Am I being mindful every single time I go out the house and I pop to the shops? Like asking yourself what those little habits are and becoming aware of that will allow you to start to improve your relationship with money because awareness is key. And when you can be aware of your behaviors and your language you can actually start to do something about it. 
Now, number three, ask yourself, what does money mean to you? There is this bigger picture about what money is and the role that it plays in in our lives. So ask yourself the question, just take a few moments to stop now. Close your eyes, unless you're driving or walking or doing any kind of dangerous activity. But ask yourself, what words come to mind when I think about what money means to me? And explore those values. Ask yourself what role you want money to play in your life. Because when you know this, you can actually start to feel more connected to the purpose of money and how it can actually be a positive thing in your life. Something that you can use as a tool, not something that holds you back. And like money itself is not negative or positive. It's neutral. It's just a thing. It's a tool. It's a a way we can exchange value. So we attach the meaning to money. So that's a choice, the way that we view money. Now, obviously, these are some subconscious views and they might not be our choice because they've been born from our money stories, which happened between the ages of zero to seven, which we had little control over. However, we can start to choose how we view money and how we value money. That can be a choice. So yeah, asking yourself, what does money mean to you now? What would you like money to mean to you? And how do you go from what it means now to where you'd like to be? And that is going to help you because you'll understand the role that it can play in your life. Number four is about aligning your spending with your values and with your goals. So when you spend in alignment with your values, it not only makes spending more enjoyable, but it means that you actually spend less on the crap that you don't care about because it doesn't align with your views. So for me, my views, no, my values are education, health, and adventure. So asking myself, what does everything that I spend money on fall into those three categories? So when I'm investing in a course, yep, that falls into education. When I'm spending a little bit more money on something that's organic, yep, that falls into health. And when I'm, you know, spending money to go on a weekend away, yep, that falls, falls into adventure. When I'm looking at other stuff, if I'm needing to be careful with my money or I'm saving or investing for a bigger goal, I can check in with myself and the way that I'm spending my money. Because I believe that money is energy and it has to flow in and out. If you're getting money and you're saving every penny and hoarding, on, hoarding it and scared you won't get any more and not able to enjoy spending it and you, you get guilty, you feel guilty spending, that in itself is blocking the flow of money because you're not able to spend it and enjoy it. The reason why you work to get money is not just to pay your bills. You were not born to just work a job and pay bills. You are on this earth to do so much more than that, to have a human experience. And part of that comes with spending money. Like, what do you want to spend your money on that's going to bring you joy? And when you can start to align with that, with your values and also with your goals, that is going to change your relationship with money for the better. And also you want to ask yourself what your goals are. You might not know right now what all of your goals are. That's totally okay. I had a goal of saving £15,000 to go to drama school. And then two weeks before I was due to even go, I ended up changing it and spending fifteen that fifteen grand going travelling. So the meaning and the goal for that money changed. However, the original goal I was so motivated by and inspired by, it actually got me to save that fifteen grand, And that's the key thing. The goal being inspirational and motivational and something you want to work towards even if that goal changes. And that's why it's easier to have a goal that you work towards instead of going, yeah, I'm just saving for the sake of it or going, "Mm, I don't really have anything to save for, so I'm just not saving. Come up with a goal that feels good, whether that goal is in a year time, five years, 10 years, whatever, doesn't matter. But then you can align your spending with that goal. And that is going to be key for improving your relationship with money. 
And number five is create a spending plan that works for you. Now, one of the biggest things the biggest mistakes that people make is they create a budget using a method that feels restrictive and does not work for them and how they want to feel with money. I used to do a zero sum based budget, which basically meant every single pound had a job. At the time, loved it. I tracked everything. It helped me save that 15 grand. Now that is way too restrictive for me. I'm just aware of how it makes me feel and go, that doesn't work for me anymore. So I still use the same like spreadsheet planner, which you can download for free. The show notes, the link will be on the show notes. But you can say, what is a better way of doing this that's going to make me feel good? There is no one size fits all. So asking yourself, what is going to be supportive to help me enjoy spending, help me able to save and invest and feel good about my money? And there are so many different methods. So I can do another episode on like different budgeting and spending plan methods if that is going to be useful. I will do that actually because that will be useful. Um, But when you know what is going on with your money, you actually have more control and choice over choosing where it goes. It puts you in the driver's seat of your money. You go, okay, I've been paid this amount. This is how I choose to split my money out. One person might want to spend 50% on needs put 40% of their paycheck into investing and saving and live quite frugally and only spend 10% of their disposable income. Whereas some people might want to drop, you know, be uh, have 50% on their needs, but they spend most of it. You know, they spend 40% of their paycheck and 10% goes on goals. It's going to be down to you and nobody can tell you any different about what works for you. The only person who's going to know is you. And you only do that by trial and error. I think sometimes we want things to be easy and to just happen for us straight away, but actually we've got to put the hard work in people. So finding a spending plan that works for you because then you can actually understand the flow of your money and that will help improve the relationship with it because you'll have, it's not about control. It's not about controlling. It's just about having that trust and that knowing of where it's going, right? If your partner goes out, they just leave the house one day and you don't have a clue where they are and you're just sat at home like, oh my God, I don't even know where they are. Are they coming home? I don't, you know, freaking out, right? But if they said to you, hi Han, like I'm popping out to the pub with some mates. I'll be back in three hours. Oh my God, sweet. Have a nice time. Bye. Like that knowing makes you feel better. And that's what you want to do with your money. Now, practicing financial self-care is an ongoing process. There is like, there is no, it's not that there's not an end to it, but it's a habit and making and dedicating time to practicing financial self-care. So, you know, making a spending plan and doing, deciding where you want your money to go is so important for your relationship with money. I have people say to me all the time, I don't really have time to like sit down and like work on my finances or do a money day. I'm telling you, you work too hard for your money to let it just go wherever. If you have an hour to sit and watch Netflix, to scroll on your phone, to be listening to this podcast, then you have time to sit down and make a spending plan. So actually time isn't the issue. It's about asking yourself, what is really going on? Is it that I'm scared that if I look at my bank account and make a spending plan, I'm going to realise I actually don't have money for all the things that I want, or I'm going to realise that I have to stop spending the way that I am because actually it's not really conducive of a positive financial future for me, like, and it's not making me feel good. Usually there's an underlying feeling. But if you can make time in your diary to schedule and practice financial self-care, you are winning. 
And it's just like exercise, right? We find time to exercise. Well, some of us do. I know for a fact, when I don't prioritize exercise and I don't go for a walk, I don't go do yoga, I don't even stretch in my room, I feel shit. And yet I find every excuse under the sun not to pull out my yoga mat or put my shoes on to go for a walk. Yet when I'm in a routine and it just becomes a part of my life, every day I'm doing a little stretch, a bit of yoga, a bit of this, it makes you A, want to do it more, but it makes you feel good. It doesn't even become about how you look. It it's, it com- becomes about how it makes you feel. And the same thing can be applied to our finances. If you can find a little bit of time in your day, every day, and also every month to look in your bank account, check what's going on, make a plan. Not only will you want to do it more, it's not then about having more money. It's about how it makes you feel. And that is the power of improving your relationship with money and spending time with it right? A relationship is nurtured by spending time with it. So spend time with your money, show it that you love it, show it that you want to make it feel good so it can make you feel good. And yeah, the easier it'll get. Okay, so that was my top five tips on how to improve your relationship with money. I I really do hope you found that useful. And if you have any questions or you want to share any financial wins, please do uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram or drop me a little email. And yeah, anything that I have spoke about will be in the show notes. I hope you have an incredible week and an incredible day. And I will see you soon. 